Hi, uh, this is Herb Kressel, and today I'm joined uh, by Dr. Mahmoud Al-Hawari, Associate Professor of Radiology at the University of Michigan, uh, who with a multidisciplinary, multi-institutional group has authored a uh, report appearing in this month's radiology on pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma radiology reporting template consensus statement of the Society of Abdominal Radiology and the American Pancreatic Association. Uh, welcome, Dr. Al-Hawari. Thank you, Dr. Kressel, and thank you for having me on this podcast. Well, it's a pleasure. Now, um, uh, why did uh, you and your colleagues decide to, decide to embark on this rather ambitious uh, task? Uh, we knew it was a difficult task, but uh, really it started uh, some time ago when we started our multidisciplinary uh, tumor clinic, pancreatic clinic, and we were getting all these referrals with uh, imaging studies from outside and even within our institution. And we found out more often than not that the information, most of the information is there, that the diagnosis is made as pancreatic adenocarcinoma. However, not infrequently, there will be a key information missing from the report, such as the presence of an arterial contact, what type of arterial contact. It will mention the arterial contact, but will not mention what type. And all say, excuse me, when you say arterial contact, you mean contract, contact with the tumor? Tumor, yeah. Okay. Between the tumor and the vessels, yeah. which are very important uh, information that the surgeons and the medical oncologists would need to know mm -hmm. in order to make the decision uh, on what to, how to treat the patient. So out of that frustration of finding uh, a lot of missing information, we thought about we need to standardize this process, create a template that will ensure that the complete information is really keyed in in the report. Now, so how, how, did you, yeah, how did you decide to go from one institution to a very ambitious multi-institutional, uh, multi-society uh, effort? Well, we started first in our institution by creating our own template, and we spent a good deal of time on, on working on that. And then uh, it happened that one of our uh, colleagues here, who was the president of the APA Society, so they offered, uh, she offered the idea, Diane Simeone, to uh, join a big group to try to really disseminate this, develop it further, and get all everybody on board. So we did reach to uh, multiple institutions uh, from NYU, Hopkins, Harvard, MGH, Mayo Clinic, MD Anderson, Vanderbilt, Northwestern, and uh, basically the response was overwhelming. Everybody we contacted was on board, wanted to come to the APA meeting and meet and discuss this important because it so happens and we were sure about it that everybody is having the same problems. They were complaining about the lack of information and standardization of the templates, the lack of complete information. And we all agreed and every institution had their own template which was slightly different between each one a group. So we wanted to sit down together, bring all these templates uh, next to each other, discuss them and come up with a unified one that hopefully will be complete, uh, will answer everybody's question as from the radiology side, from the medical oncology and from the surgery mm -hmm. side and have it hopefully in a concise and pertinent matter that everybody will accept. You can put as much information as you want. It could be 10 pages long, yeah. but then not but everybody will use it. We wanted something that is uh, very easily accessible, understandable, uses common language that is uh, standardized, 
and they can use it during their workday to fill up this uh, information right. about these patients. Now, uh, on your basis of your early discussions, uh, sort of around the country, what do you think were the key problems that clinicians saw in radiology reporting that made this an attractive uh, uh, process for them? Well, there are several things. One is the uh, variation in the expertise between different places, whether you are an academic center that is a referral for these kind of cases versus a non-academic center where you don't see these cases frequently. And the second one is the uh, use of these verbose freestyle reports where the clinician would be confused and trying to find the information buried in the text. So sometimes it would be buried in the text, not reflected in the impression, or vice versa, or maybe lacking altogether. So that and the idea of sort of having it, you know where each part of the report will be, you can exactly. kind of access it, and it doesn't matter if the patient comes from New York or Boston, the yep. report will have the same elements in the same location. Exactly, and also that they have experience from other reports, like the surgeons like a lot, which are the pathology report, mm -hmm. which you can see in most institutions, there are uh, a template that you can find every single information, presence of vascular invasion, yeah. size, and neural invasion, or whatever, whatever components are there, easily accessible, and can be reached in a, a concise manner. So yeah. this was the drive to come up with this unified template that all of us really agree on, uh, have input from multiple disciplines to make sure that everybody's answers, questions are answered in that template. So what method did you use to actually arrive at a consensus? I imagine just doing it in one institution, having been involved <laughs> in this, everybody has their favorites and yeah. uh, they're not so easy to give them up. So how did you get consensus from such a large group? Well, we, when we sat down together, we came up, as I told you, each one with his own uh, template and then combined all of them into one template and we all agreed by consensus that this is the minimum information that needs to be included in the report. Now, every institution can add their own preferences. If they have specific information, they are free to do that. But uh, this template includes the minimum necessary for information that the clinician would need to do to make a decision. Okay, now I'm sure Everyone who's watching this can uh, read the article for the details, but can you highlight uh, what you feel are some of the most important elements that you standardized uh, in the uh, template that you developed? The template basically is divided into four uh, components. Uh, the first component is just general, describing the lesion size, location, which is very important for the clinicians to know that because that can affect uh, surgery, and uh, the appearance. Is it a hypodense or an isodense lesion that also can affect uh, the diagnostic way that uh, they want to prove the diagnosis? Uh, Dr. Hawari, does this work for both CT and MR? Yep. Okay. It works for both, but uh, the main we decided that since CT is the most available, yeah. and especially with the current status of the multi-slice uh, multi technique that gives a very high detailed anatomic display of the images, we decided CT would be the primary modality okay. to be used for staging. Okay. MRI is more reserved for problem solving, especially if you have liver uh, indeterminate lesions in the liver. So the MRI would be reserved to these cases, and CT would be done as a first-line modality. Okay, so you were highlighting the important elements, and you yeah. talked about the description of location and features of the primary lesion. Yeah. 
Before I move that, if you just give me one second to comment on the importance of having a dedicated CT, and that was one other issue that we stressed in consensus, all of us, that even if the diagnosis is made on routine CTs, when frequently these patients would present with abdominal pain or jaundice, and they get a routine CT making the diagnosis, however, these routine CTs, they are single-phase, thick slices, they are not suitable to make the accurate assessment to fill up all these template elements. So it's very essential that these patients, when they are referred to other institutions, to get a repeated, dedicated Pericardic examination and CT that will help us fill up all the information that we need. And what are the elements of the dedicated exam that make it different? Uh, what is the slice thickness? How many phases are you recommending uh, and the like? It should be dual phase, mm -hmm. including the arterial or pericardic phase uh, imaging, which will highlight the arteries and also highlight the tumor, and the venous phase, which will out, uh, help, uh, help outline the vessels and also evaluate the liver and other organs in the body. It should be the thinnest slice available uh, on your scanner that will pr produce the best images and 3D reformats that we need for the display of the vascular structure. Because as we said, if, uh, the assessment of the vessels is very important, and that brings me back to the template. The second major component, and this is like the uh, most important thing to fill, is the vascular component, the arterial and venous contact between the tumor and the vessels. Because these are basically the discrimination between the patients that will go to surgery immediately, the patients that will go to neoadjuvant therapy with the hope being of resected uh, at a later stage, and these are called the borderline resectable, and the patients that you know they are unresectable, and there is very little chance that they will go to surgery at the end of their treatment. And, and how much contact, by the way, uh, is permissible in terms of a resectable lesion? For a complete resectable lesion, based on the latest guidelines, there should be no contact whatsoever between the tumor and the vessel. Once we start having contact, then we grade the contact between less than 180 degree or more than 180 degree of the vessel. Uh, circumference, mm -hmm. and de depending on the location of the lesion, which vessel is involved, and how much is the, uh, of the vessel contour is involved, then we stratify patients into different uh, classes or stages mm -hmm. of the borderline resectable or unresectable group. And and, okay, and any other key elements that you we need to talk about in the report, or you think you've highlighted most of them already? No. The last portion is actually very also important, as important as the vascular, which is the assessment of metastasis, because irrespective of what's the local stage or class of the patient, if there is metastasis, unfortunately, the patient is denied surgery and there is no mm -hmm. need for further classification. So we have to highlight that the uh, radiologist should include the liver and whatever liver lesions they have and what type highlight if there is any peritoneal nodules or ascites that can be a sign of a peritoneal dissemination, presence of lymph nodes, and what's the location of these lymph nodes, because again, these are very important for the assessment of uh, resectability. And lastly, if there is an invasion of the surrounding organs, which the surgeons uh, highlighted in the meeting that they really need to know about that because that affect how much extensive surgery if there is adrenal involvement, renal involvement, stomach, and so on and so forth. So these are as we said, the minimum required information based on the location, the vascular involvement if present, and the assessment of the metastasis that will bring the whole information to the clinician and hopefully will provide them with uh, accurate information, of course, uh, that, to make the appropriate decision on the treatment. Well, this sounds like a, uh, a really important uh, project. Uh, 
Uh, I would imagine that based on this, uh, you must have gotten good response. I think it's being used in your institution for some time. I think I, I saw a presentation on this at the SAR meeting. So yeah. are, you, are you all going to try to do another reporting template? Or are you uh, retired from the business? <laughs> no. Is I'm there a need for more, do you think? <laughs> do you think this is an area that needs further development? Uh, well, actually, this is a very important area that needs a lot of attention, and I know actually a lot of societies, including the RSNA, is focusing on this by generating templates to make sure that all radiologists are informed and they, you know, uh, produce uh, reports that are really relevant to the clinicians. And in the end, this is very important, that a lot of people may overlook, like, I made a diagnosis, yes, excellent, good job, we expect you hopefully to make the diagnosis, appropriate diagnosis every time. But incomplete information is almost as no information at all. So you need to be complete and concise. And the templates are there to help you actually make sure that you fill every item. So you make sure that all the information is presented in a concise manner, as you said, and, and it's easily accessible by the clinician. And we're trying to expand that to other. We have the rectal cancer, uh, for example, in our institution, and I'm sure many institutions have templates for these. We're trying now to even expand it to other uh, malignancies, uh, such as prostate, and even to non-malignant conditions, uh, such as uh, Crohn's disease and enterography. So there are a lot of exciting fields there that we need to explore. It may, takes a lot of time to bring, as you said at the beginning, multi, uh, multiple disciplines and to you know, sit together and talk about this. But our clinicians are very encouraging, supportive, accessible. They want us, they want to help us to achieve this goal. And we're very happy with the collaboration we had with the other institution and with other uh, specialties too. Well, thank you, Dr. Al-Hawari. It's a very interesting discussion. You know, and hearing you speak, I think back to sort of when I first started in radiology, I think many radiologists were proud of their individuality of the report. Everyone thought that they were Shakespeare and their word usage had to be unique. Uh, and uh, I think uh, if you think about it from the end user's point of view, they really want reliable information. They don't want to have to think about which radiologist wrote the report to interpret the words. They want the features in the places that they can expect so that it's quick, easy, and reproducible. And I uh, commend you and your colleagues on this. I think this is a very important initiative, and hopefully uh, we'll uh, see and hear more from you uh, in the future. Well, thank you very much um, for participating in the podcast. It's been a, a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, it's a pleasure, and thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for having me.